0: Welcome to Hey Educators, Together We've Got This. My name is Erica Terry and I connect educators and edupreneurs who are 100% committed to helping each other teach, lead, support, and side hustle successfully. This show is dedicated to providing you with tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to create a life and career that you love waking up to on Monday mornings because there is nothing worse than the Sunday night blues. Nope, we are not having any more of that. So if you are ready to step into the next level of success in your career as well, as your side hustle, then join me and let's do it together. (laughs) Hey, educators, this is your host, Erica Terry. Super excited to be hanging out with you today because together we've got this. And so no matter how your week has gone so far, I want you to put it all behind you because you are in for such a treat today. I have with me Jessica Peresta from The Domestic Musician. And when I say that she brings the fire, she is sharing some tips that will help you gain confidence, help you overcome imposter syndrome. She shares how to show up as an expert in your classroom and in your business. Like we are keeping it real guys. So this is the episode you definitely want to tune into if you've been struggling and just need to get your mojo back this is it and so I won't keep you waiting any longer here's my interview with Jessica Peresta the domestic musician OMG, I am super excited today to be bringing on Jessica Presta. How are you today? I'm good. I am so excited to talk
1: with you. i was so excited when you asked me to be on the podcast. And I just (laughs) love your podcast. I already listened to the other one religiously. So I'm so excited to be here today, Erica.
0: Oh, and I am excited to have you. So guys, we just met and we have like already been talking and having such a great conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, let me just press record so people can see this chemistry. I love it. So super excited to have you here on the show. Um, Welcome to Hey Educators Together. We've got this. You are a music teacher. Um, So tell me, How did you get started? How did you become a music teacher? Yeah,
1: so I started playing piano when I was six. My homeroom teacher, not my music teacher, my homeroom first grade teacher had a piano in her classroom and played Jolly on St. Nicholas for us one time. And I went home. My dad had just gotten this old piano. I think someone was giving it away. It just kind of sat in our house and kind of just figured out how to play the melody of that song. And then music's kind of been a part of my life ever since. So I started, I kept going with piano and did band with clarinet. And then I started college actually as a piano performance major. In my sophomore year, I went, wait a minute, I love music, but I also always loved working with kids. And so I switched my degree to music education. And then I actually did a four and a half year degree plan because I did my student teaching in the fall. And so I was just planning to substitute teach and then get a formal teaching position the following school year at the beginning of the school year. Well, lo and behold, I lived in Tulsa, Mm. Oklahoma at the time and one position, one single position opened up in the middle of the school year and I took it. And so uh, this school had not had music for seven years And there was no curriculum, no resources, no instruments. There was nothing. So I basically was rebuilding a program from scratch. And uh, it was very hard at first. I'm not going to lie, but I loved it. I loved that school. Oh, my gosh. And I loved my students. And it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. So, yeah, it was kind of like where my love of music and education and for kiddos just kind of combined. And so that's kind of how I got into music education.
0: Wow. And so that is amazing that you had to build it from scratch. And I know it probably at the time seemed like it was so much work, but I'm sure that as you've gone on, you now can reflect and say, you know what, this experience has helped me to do what I'm doing today. Like, have you found that to be the case?
1: Oh my gosh. For sure. I feel like so many lessons I learned from, well, being scrappy. Like when you have nothing to work with, you know, when you hear these stories of teachers following in someone else's footsteps and they've used, oh, they left all these things for me to use. And you don't have that. And you really just got to figure it out. I felt like that when I did, get into my online business was like, I didn't know how to do anything with business. You know, nobody, I didn't take a business class. So it was a lot of, I mean, obviously taking online trainings and things, but same thing, starting from scratch, like, okay, I don't have anyone to teach me this uh, right away. So what am I going to do? I'm going to figure it out. So there were so many skills from, (laughs) I feel like just from teaching in general, I even reminded myself like, you didn't know what you were doing your first year of teaching. It probably was year three when I felt comfortable in my own skin. And then I've now an online business the same way. I'm in year five. And I felt like it was probably year three where I felt like, okay, I kind of feel like I'm getting the handle on a little bit of it, you know. Not all the way, but you know, like it's a grow it's growing pains for sure.
0: I love that. And I love that you're so transparent and honest about the fact that it took you even in the classroom, like three years before you just felt like, okay, I could do this, I've got it. And so in that time, those first two years, like when you were struggling, um, and this could even be in your business as well, but I really, you know, want to speak to those educators right now. I know this is a rough year for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't even imagine being like a first or second year teacher. And this is like what the norm feels like. And for those of us that have been in education a while, we know that this is like the roughest year ever, like the unimaginable, this is out of a movie, you know, like craziness going on. And so for those educators that are just brand new, you know, that are struggling to find their way, like what type of advice or tips or strategies can you share from your own experience that could help them?
1: Yeah, well, I really do feel like when I'm working with teachers and talking to them, I tell them that you can't see it in this moment because you're in the moment. And, you know, a lot of it is trying to get – through the day and through the week and through the month. But I really do feel like this hard school year is it will teach teachers um, and they'll be able to bring with them into, you know, future school years. There's going to be skills they're learning now and maybe they don't realize it, whether it is new technology, new ways of doing things, new ways of building relationships with students that maybe they've never had the opportunity to do. And so Mm -hmm. I know, yeah, like you said, I can't even imagine. Like, this is ridiculously hard. I had a conversation with a student teacher last week who was like, help. And I was like, I don't know if I know how to. But I mean, you know, I I was trying the best I could. But like I told her, I'm just going to be honest with you. I never student taught virtually. Like, I don't know. It's a totally different thing. But yeah, just knowing that you... (sighs) This won't last forever. None of us know when it'll end, but you are—if you can do it this school year, if you can teach during this school year, you honestly will be able to teach. I feel like during anything, <laughs>
0: right? I mean, yes.
1: I mean, seriously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I agree wholeheartedly. And so um, one thing that I love about you is that you, you know, exude this confidence and you are all about helping other educators find that confidence in themselves to be able to achieve success in their life or in their career. So talk a little bit about your experience. Like how did you get to that place where you're just like, you know, I'm doing this business thing. I'm a domestic musician. Like I have my, you know, business, um, I'm an educator, like all of these things. How did you get that confidence?
1: Gosh, it takes time. It really does. Uh, When I, started my business, I did not have confidence. It was, I honestly, I knew I wanted to serve music educators. I wasn't really specific about it. It was just kind of like, to be honest with you, okay, I'll write a blog post about piano. No offense to, you know, anyone, but music teachers could care less about that. (laughs) They didn't want that, you know? And so it took me a while to find my voice and to be like, what do I really have to share with them? And I felt like, honestly, for me, the more I put myself out there, the more blog posts I wrote, and then eventually with my podcast, the more confidence I started getting. It was like those first Facebook lives or whatever might've been was they, I look back, it's kind of cool though when you look back, you know, and mm-hmm. looking back on some of those first ones, I was like, oh my goodness, I was just kind of all over the place. <laughs> so I feel like confidence just definitely in the classroom or in online business or anything in life you try that's new, confidence just comes just by doing it, getting in there and just doing it. And it's, you can probably relate to this, but like, I feel like I am asked the same questions a lot now by, you know, music teachers I work with, or I feel like I've kind of answered a lot of the things so many times now. So now it's not me trying to, I'm not just coming up with the answer, but it's not me struggling and being like, oh my gosh, what if I give them the wrong answer? It's just, Hey, here's Mm -hmm. the advice I gave to someone else or whatever it might be. So confidence just comes with time and just, Getting out there and doing it, which is so hard, but yeah, just finding out what do they need and then serving them in any way you can with that.
0: I love that. And I could not agree more. Um, No matter, you know, where you're finding yourself right now, whether it's in the classroom, maybe you're, you know, a new administrator or a new counselor, or you've started your business and you're just like, you know, I just don't feel like I have that expertise. You know, you might be struggling with imposter syndrome, but I love what Jessica just shared. You got to just Overcome it. And I know it's hard. Trust me, I get it. But you have to, you know, make that decision that you're going to show up and you're going to do the thing. Like, show up and slay. That's what I like Mm -hmm. to say. Um, But you're going to do it. And the thing is, the more you show up, and that's, you know, show up in your career, show up in your business, but the more that you show up, the better you will get, the more comfortable you will feel. Um, And even like, you know, None of us have all the answers, right? But not being afraid to say, you know what? I really don't know, but I can connect you with such and such. And that's what I find myself doing when I get questions like, for example, Um, You know, people ask me about starting a tutoring business and I'm just like, you know, that's not my area of expertise, but I know someone whose it is. And so, you know, making those connections, um, collaborating with people so that, you know, when you do meet people and it's not really your wheelhouse, you still can refer and make sure that you are putting them in contact with people that can actually help them. And that has helped me to feel confident, even in those areas where I just know, like, okay, that's that's not really my thing, but you know, I can still help you by um, referring you to someone who I know you will be in good hands, right? Yes. Oh
1: my gosh, I agree with that so much. I can relate that to where I am a, a piano player, and I just have not done that private piano lesson thing in a while. But I get asked all the time, "Would you want to teach one-on-one piano lessons virtually?" And I'm just like, "No, I'm." Don't. <laughs> and so but like you said I know the right people now to send them to. And when I did, yeah, I used to feel like I had to know the answers to everything. And I yes. felt like if I didn't, then they weren't going to view me as an expert. But like you said, it it's okay to not know. Like, you know, I don't I don't nobody knows everything. But like you said, I think it's important that connecting them with someone else who someone else who knows is just as effective as you knowing the answer as well because I I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's The word lack of confidence can come from if you try to know everything and then you're like, oh gosh, they're going to view me as a failure because I don't know this. And that's, that's the furthest thing from the truth.
0: Right. And I agree so much. And it's so important when I'm working with like new entrepreneurs, um, it's so important to like know what you know and know what you don't know. Right. And so to identify like those areas of expertise that you have and be confident in like this is what I show up like. These are the topics I talk about. You know, this is who I am. This is my mission, my goals, the way that I'm showing up to empower others. And when you're clear on who it is that you're serving and what it is that you are helping them to do, then it makes that imposter syndrome, it never goes away. Don't. Or I can't, I can only speak for myself. It has not gone away for me, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it does get easier to, you know, to strike it down and keep moving forward, which is what's the most important step. And so when it comes to empowering others with your unique gifts and talents, tell us, like, how are you empowering other educators to achieve success? Yeah, so
1: when the reason I wanted to start when I didn't even view it as starting an online business, I just knew I wanted to get my voice out there because I had met other music teachers like me, who had gone into the classroom and didn't have anything, or I taught in the inner city. And so they wanted to know, well, how did you do because let's be honest, classroom management in a school like that versus the school I did my student teaching in was completely different. And I I'm all about relationship building with students. And that's my first thing, first piece of advice I give to any teacher and then letting them get to know you. But yeah, my the whole reason I started my air quote business was because I just wanted to use my words and what I know to inspire and help anyone who needed what I was offering, uh, whether that was about classroom management, how I made it work, how I won teacher of the year, my second year teaching, what, what did I do when I had no resources? Did I let it get me down? Or did I just like, keep moving forward and use body percussion and singing. And so inspiring teachers by using what my knowledge was. And I can't remember who I heard say this, but someone, you know, someone out there in the online world says, you only have to be one step ahead of someone else behind you in order to be a leader. And I was when I heard that I was like, that I needed to hear that because it was like that is so true because here's where I am and someone who's just starting out in their music teaching journey is needing to hear what I'm saying. Or even I've worked with teachers who have been teaching 30 years, but have like, oh, my gosh, you presented this to me in a way I've never heard. And I just feel like it's important to use your voice because there could be. So many other people out there, and there are so many other people out there speaking to my same audience. But there is only one me with my my story, who is no one else's story, and I can only present it. It could be the same conversation, but I'm going to present it in a different way because I'm me, and I'm it. Like you said, imposter syndrome is still very real. I see it. I see the people out there doing all the things, and new podcasts coming out all the time for music education, and all the new blogs, and all the things. And I notice them and I want to collaborate with these people and like cheer them on. But at the same time, I have to sometimes stay in my lane and be like, no, you're you're focused on your goals and your dreams and you're sharing your story, not worried about what they're doing. And so I also talk to teachers about that, too, with imposter syndrome, worry about your students in your classroom, not the students in classroom down the street, because it's not going to look the same. It's just so hard to do that, though, but it's so true to keep that in mind. It's so good to keep that in mind.
0: Yes. And I agree. Like when you are focused, I love the fact that you brought out like your story because I definitely, that's why I like both of my podcasts, this one and Classroom, the CEO. I'm always asking people about their stories because I always find that There are so many lessons you can learn just from hearing someone's story. And so, you know, embracing your story and, you know, having that courage to share it and know that it's your story that makes you unique. Um, For those of you that are in business, it's your story that makes your business unique. There can be a million other people teaching on that same topic, but it's gonna be your story that's going to resonate with people and draw them to you, draw them to be a part of your community, especially when you're focused on empowering them to achieve success. And so I love that, love everything that you shared with us today. And so for those music teachers that are interested in learning more about you about your coaching program and you know the services that you offer where can they find you?
1: Yeah my website is the domesticmusician.com and I usually hang out on Instagram the most so you can find me there just at Jessica peresta but everything my podcast blog all the things free resources are at the domesticmusician.com.
0: All right well thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved this conversation. Me too. Have a great day. You too. When I say I totally loved speaking with Jessica today, like it was an amazing conversation. She was so inspirational, so positive, like she is one of those people that finds positive in every situation. And so I hope that from this episode and from this podcast that you are finding that inspiration that you enjoy. that you are finding that inspiration that you need in order to achieve success in your career, in order to create a life that you love waking up to on Monday mornings, because there's nothing worse than the Sunday night blues, guys. I do not want that for you. And so take everything that Jessica shared with you today and use it to walk in confidence and to conquer any of the negativity that surrounds you. If you have been enjoying this podcast, then please subscribe and leave a review. I read every single one of them and it helps me to make this the best podcast ever. One that truly inspires you to create a life that you absolutely love because you know what? Together, we've got this. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Know that I appreciate you and I cannot wait to meet you inside of the Educators Empowering Educators free Facebook community. If you haven't joined yet, go to www.educatorsempoweringeducators.com forward slash join. And become a part of our group today. I want to meet you. I want to connect with you. I will see you there.